Georgia's DBHDD reminds people that the Good Samaritan Law can save lives during alcohol and drug overdoses. People are urged to call 911 and stay until help arrives. More information at opioidresponse.info. From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. After fighting ISIS in Iraq, Navy SEAL Edward Gallagher was named top platoon leader in SEAL Team 7 and nominated for the military's third highest honor. Now the Navy has charged the Special Operations Chief, who served in combat deployments for 19 years, with war crimes, among them murder. Gallagher denies all charges. When New York Times national correspondent Dave Phillips began reporting the story, he thought Gallagher must have suffered some kind of psychotic break as the result of many deployments. Employment. But what Phillips has found through interviews and military documents defied expectations. Dave Phillips joins me now on the line from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Dave, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks. So who is Eddie Gallagher? Even amongst the SEALs, who are an elite group of people, he was uh, one of the top. A uh, 19-year career that was sprinkled with all sorts of uh, awards for valor and good leadership, he was a medic, a sniper, an explosives expert, uh, knew almost everything there was about being an elite warrior, and, and for years was also an instructor at the SEALs training school, which is called BUDS. So he was a person with a, with a huge personality, and he was a, a legend within the SEALs, highly respected. What kind of charges does he face now? Uh, boy, a host of charges. Um, the big one is premeditated murder, uh, also a couple of, of attempted murders, obstruction of justice, uh, drug possession. There had been a couple of, of um, uh, smaller charges for allegedly taking photos and video of, of one of the men that he killed. Uh, those were dropped. But if he's convicted just of the murder, he, he's facing uh, life in prison. Who's brought these charges against him? So that's what's interesting. Uh, the SEALs is a really closed group of people, um, and we know very little about them um, as, as journalists. But uh, the charges were brought by his own men. He was a platoon leader in charge of about 20 other SEALs, and what they saw on their most recent deployment to uh, Mosul, Iraq, where they were helping to clear ISIS fighters out of the city, uh, you know, they, they said, was murder, and they came home and, and very clearly said that to their chain of command. Specific cases of murder. That's right. Well, so when you first learned about the charges, you tried to interview some of these, what, seven commandos, I think, brought the charges? Uh, yes, about that many. Did they talk? No, none of them talked, uh, which is not uncommon. I, I, even if SEALs are not involved in a murder investigation, uh, their culture is not one where, while they're actively serving, they, they talk about it or even admit they exist. Um, and then, um, you know, add in that now their their own chief is getting investigated, and that makes things uh, really sensitive. When Gallagher's family, on the other hand, has been outspoken about his record, you even interviewed some of them. But let's listen to one. This is Eddie Gallagher's brother, Sean, on Fox News. If you were to literally create or imagine what a modern-day war hero would be, it'd be Eddie. Uh, now, he's just like any other special operator. He's humble. He would say that I'm just like the rest of the guys. But even among his peers, he stands out. Sean Gallagher went on to call the charges against his brother fake news. And you, David, spoke with his family. What did they tell you? I was really hoping that, that they would speak to me, and lucky enough that they did, because I wanted to understand more about 
his time in the SEALs leading up to when things allegedly went wrong. You know, had he been uh, wounded in some way, had he been um, treated for post-traumatic stress disorder, were there warning signs along the way that maybe here was a guy who after, you know, numerous combat deployments was wearing out? And what was interesting is his wife said, you know, emphatically, no. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie is a total professional. Uh, he is used to this type of stuff. He he thrives on it. You know, um, he knew exactly what he's doing. And she said, essentially, I've, I've never seen any signs of any sort of injury like that. And what she said really startled me. You know, I was looking for an explanation of then how this could happen. And she said, it didn't happen. Uh, what happened is that Eddie Gallagher is such a demanding uh, boss, a man with such high standards, that the man, the the men serving under him in in Iraq, didn't like him, uh, couldn't meet his standards, and hmm. so they started concocting a plan to uh, get him out. They figured if we can make allegations against him, he'll be removed. And she said that's what happened. Essentially, this is all lies made up by the men who serve under him. Well, you filled a lot of that information out by obtaining more than 400 pages of confidential documents from the Navy's criminal investigation. What did that report include? And I'm wondering about specifics. When you talk about premeditated murder, did he assassinate someone without an order from the top? Yeah. Um, so this was sort of unprecedented because within this report is is summaries of interviews with uh, more than a dozen SEALs. So we were able to hear the SEALs we weren't able to speak to. And what comes out is they say that he he repeatedly showed just complete disregard for both the men in the platoon and civilians in the city. He would uh, spray neighborhoods with heavy machine gun fire with with no apparent targets. He would fire shoulder-launched rockets into houses for no clear reason. Uh, and there were specific cases where they say he killed people in cold blood, mm-hmm. uh, specifically uh, three instances. Uh, in two of them, he spent a lot of time uh, in a hidden sniper nest where he would shoot targets in the city. And other snipers said that that at times he also shot uh, a young unarmed girl uh, and an old man um, uh, and killed them. Hmm. And then the last one, the one that he faces premeditated murder charges for, is a stabbing. Um, and that is a case where there had been a firefight. Um, Iraqi troops brought in a ISIS fighter who was probably somewhere between 14 and 17 years old. This fighter had been wounded in the fight but was still conscious, and the SEAL started uh, rendering uh, medical aid to him, as is expected in in their rules of engagement. Um, uh, He's lying on the ground getting medical aid from a medic and a couple other SEALs when the SEALs say uh, Chief Gallagher came over and stabbed this fighter in the neck and torso and killed him. And so he's facing charges of of premeditated murder for that captive's death. We're learning from Dave Phillips. He covers military and veteran affairs for the New York Times about the case of Navy SEAL Special Operations Chief Eddie Gallagher, whom the Navy has charged with war crimes. And those are grave charges indeed. But what did these documents reveal about the internal process for investigating these types of allegations? I understand those who brought the charges initially got a lot of pushback and were told, do not talk about this. 
you know, I think for me as somebody who's reported on the military for years, this was the most eye-opening thing, the type of thing that, that normally is, is extremely difficult to report because these, these communities are so insular. Uh, so within this, this uh, trove of documents, yes, the SEALs who are interviewed all talk about how they uh, witnessed their chief uh, stab this this ISIS captive or how they witnessed him shooting up neighborhoods and, and shooting at civilians. But they also talk about how they tried to report it. First, they tried to report it to their immediate officer, the guy who's just in charge of the platoon. And they were kind of brushed off. I, what they tell us is, is uh, they told investigators, uh, he responded, yeah, okay, I'll take care of it. But, but after months, they realized that that he wasn't taking care of it at all. And so they hoped that when they got home from this deployment in, in late 2017, they could take it up with the next level of chain of command. And there they did the same thing. They, they said, here are the things we saw, though this guy is a real problem. We need you to do something. Same type of response. Okay, we'll take care of it, but don't report this, this farther up. And uh, they got frustrated because over months uh, they realized that no one was taking care of anything. What they saw is that their chief seemed to be uh, being allowed to get away with, with what they say was murder. And they went back repeatedly to their chain of command and, and were told, you know, hey, just don't worry about it or decompress. They were warned this could ruin your careers and take down a lot of other SEALs. Uh, now, here's what we don't know, what we can't tell from the documents is the tenor of this. Is the leadership worried because they think this whole thing's going to blow up in the faces of young SEALs and they're trying to protect these guys so they can go on and have a, a career and live their lives? Or are they trying to protect someone who is, is a beloved and well-known peer? Mm. Uh, that's unclear. But certainly what the SEALs who tried to report this say to investigators is, is they left with the impression that they were supposed to stop talking about it. Yeah. Chief Gallagher does go on trial in May, and you wrote in the Times that the outcome is anything but clear. Gallagher's family has attempted to discredit the younger Navy SEALs who reported him. The charges and the Navy prosecutors who have brought them as well. Gallagher's brother, Sean, again, uh, also said the case has created a morale issue for the military. Here's what he told Fox News. This is ripping the military community apart. This is a morale issue. Oh, yeah. They're looking at this and saying, well, if it can happen to Eddie with his service yep. record, it can happen to me. Well, this is uh, that big question here. The, the Navy SEALs, of course, this elite force, have done amazing work in the theater of war, but their reputation has been somewhat tarnished in past years. What do you think is going on there? And, and tell us a little bit about those cases and how morale is now in this, in this fighting force. Well, there have been a handful of high-profile cases where Navy SEALs are getting uh, investigated for theft, for drug use, for uh, illegal deaths, uh, for murder. Um, and that has caused the leadership to, to publicly announce, hey, we're going to step back and we're going to look at culture, we're going to look at training because we think there is a problem here. And what, what uh, SEALs have told me is there's sort of a tension within this community. This is a, a community of, of Navy personnel that view themselves as very much outside of the Navy. They do something different. They, they work by their own rules. And to some extent, there's a subculture in there who, who are called the pirates, who uh, 
feel like they need to be a little bit above the rules because they do a dirty job that no one else can do. And there's, there's a swagger and a respect uh, afforded to guys who are in that subculture in the SEALs. You know, they're seen as the bad boys who are going to get stuff done. And there's another side uh, within the SEALs that says, no, that's really dangerous. That's a slippery slope, and it's not who we are. We, we are a, an organization that needs to, by the very nature of our work, uh, uh, follow rules very closely. And there is a clash that I think we see playing out here, you know, uh, uh, People described Eddie Gallagher to me as a bit of a pirate, and obviously the men who, who uh, turned him in didn't feel like he was, was acting as he should. Uh, now, those men have, have received a lot of blowback in the SEAL community, both active duty and veterans. I think to some, they're seen as traitors. Mm. And so we're, we're seeing this fight play out of, of what is the duty of a SEAL? Is it to obey the letter of the law, or is it to stand by the other men that they went to war with? Um, Dave, we're going to be speaking with a clinician in just a minute. I know we have to let you go in a couple of minutes, but hope you'll hang on with us. You mentioned PTSD and Gallagher's wife telling you that PTSD was not a factor. And we, But, you know, you recently reported that the military wants better tests for PTSD. What kind of options are being explored? And I'm sorry, we have just 30 seconds. We can pick this up after. Yeah, I, you know, um, there's all sorts of options. It used to be you had to talk to people to figure out if they had PTSD, a psychologist. Now we're starting to look at actual laboratory tests that might be able to give, you know, a positive result so that they can get treatment. That's New York Times national correspondent Dave Phillips covering military and veterans affairs. Please stay with us for just a moment. We're going to be back with Liza Zweibeck. She's in the studio to help us understand more about PTSD. She's associate clinical director at Emory Healthcare Veterans Program. Stay with us. This is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. Any thoughts, join our Facebook conversation. Our Facebook group is GPB Radio's On Second Thought. We'll be back. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.